sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Oh, welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That is Sean Sides. And that is Tom Sides. How you doing, big guy? I'm doing all right, man. Like, uh, as you know, like, I'm heading off here shortly to go spend some quality time with Stella before the untimely death of one of our dogs. I don't know how to put that. Yeah, there's no nice way to put that. It's like you tried to make it sound as positive as possible, but it's not a positive situation. I'm sorry, man. (laughs) I know we're squeezing this podcast out kind of last yeah. minute before your flight, you know, give you some time with your family and not have to interrupt in the middle of a weekend like that to record, right? Exactly, and I appreciate you making the time to do it too. It's perfect. Like, I'm just getting, like, I'm all packed up, ready to go, and then flight's not for a few hours, so I got some time here. So hopefully I can wrap this up a little bit before 2 and make my way to the airport. And I just got to sure. do, like, 15 minutes worth of work, and then I'm going. I've been working from home for most of the day, so. Nice. It's hard. Like we started off on a like somber last week's podcast was a little bit somber and this week's podcast, we're starting off a little bit somber too. But like I I listened back to last week's podcast and it was a damn good podcast. I'm not going to lie, like not tooting our own horn or anything, but it was just like a really well, a lot of our shit's well thought out. Sometimes I feel when we talk about things, you know, it was a good pod. I don't like, I hear back when I do the editing and like, I like whenever I like I guess I'm not fully invested as you are as like just listening so like because there's a lot of like stop okay I'm gonna take this part out I'm gonna move this a little bit around here I'm gonna slide this conversation a little bit more sooner to take up breaks and I'm like I'm more thinking of it as a it's more of a job than it is actually like just listening it for the joy of it yeah so like I don't think I've ever listened to us that's funny. It's interesting. Um, I would. It's good. Uh, we're fucking <laughs> hilarious and handsome. I can't see our handsomeness, but I can hear it. Um, but yeah, like I, it was funny because we recorded kind of like a sadish podcast, not sadish, but just tough week podcast. Mm-hmm. And then like I end up fucking texting you. I think that the same day we recorded to be like, "Hey, uh, the Green Power Ranger passed away," and yeah, it's like one like- of your fuck. Like the timing of that was just perfect. I know oh, you're already having a bad week. Yeah. Here's we're gonna pile on and Yeah, pretty much. Fuck. So like this is one of those things where you can kinda kick yourself. I remember he was once coming to the Montreal Comic Con and like he would like I was like, I'm gonna meet him. I'm gonna meet the fucking Green Ranger. It's gonna be dope. I've wanted to meet him my entire life. Yeah. Jason David Frank. Fucking like all of my life, I have been like a Green Ranger guy, or just a Tommy, a, a Tommy Oliver fan, because I followed like every single time he was a Power Ranger, he was my fucking guy. When he was a Green Ranger, he was the tits. White Ranger, the tits. When he was a fucking ra- the two times he was a Red Ranger, the fucking tits. And I was, was curious about that, like, because I only saw, I grew up like I'm older than you, so mm-hmm. I watched um, the Green Ranger appear. I actually rewatched that first scene this week where he like comes and there's like a karate competition and him and the Red Ranger are fucking throwing down and mm. it's like it comes <clears throat> excuse me comes out as a draw. It was really cool to like 
relive that a little bit, but I, I saw him then transition to be the White Ranger, obviously, that season. And mm-hmm. then that was it. I never knew he was in Power Rangers ever again after that. But then now mm-hmm. with his uh, early demise, I was looking and was like, oh, shit. He's like, he reoccurred that role a lot. Yeah. And even in like, like 10, 15 years later after not being Tommy Oliver, he comes back as like a mentor to a new group of Rangers as Dr. Tommy Oliver. That's interesting. Like, I can't even take like... As a guy that holds the name Thomas, and I go by all the variations of Tom, Tommy, Thomas, whatever. Yeah. I couldn't take a scientist seriously if your name was Tommy. That's like, funny. I'm Dr. Tommy Oliver. You know what? No. I'm, like, imagine if you were going to go see a specialist for, like, whatever, what ails you, and the doctor comes in and, like, hi, I'm Dr. Tommy. And you're just it's like, a little goofy. No. Yeah, I would prefer no. Thomas in that scenario. Yeah. He's just like a bro. That's oh, let's see what's going on. Make you all nectar, bruh, bruh. Like, no. He'll, like, make no, you man. feel comfortable, possibly have some tattoos, like, have some fun yeah. things in his office, you know? I know, uh, like, <laughs> uh, like, like, and I know that, it, like, it's just, like, a weird thing. Like, I shouldn't, like, this is, like, a it's stereotyping in a weird way. It is, yeah. But, yeah. But anyway, how would so you feel, though, like, like, how would you feel if you went to see Dr. Tommy and he did, like, a fucking rectal exam and put his finger in your bum? It just I wouldn't feel, like feel right. I jokes the whole time. Yeah, it wouldn't feel right. <laughs> well, he would be Dr. Oliver. He wouldn't be, like, he'll introduce himself as Dr. Tommy Oliver, but, like. But I'm saying, no, he sticks with Tommy. Yeah. He's like, uh, my name's not like Dr. Oliver, but people call me Dr. Tommy. No, thanks, bro. Are, yeah, too much. Do you have any coworkers in today, or what? <laughs> it's funny with certain levels of professionalism that we expect. Like, we have an idea of, like, what the rights and wrongs, do's and don'ts of having a name to be in that profession. <laughs> yeah, just go by your formal name. You're in a formal profession, please and thank you. I don't even give a shit about tattoos or anything like that. Just don't use like the play- your playful name, please. Yeah. So I one other little sad thing, obviously, before we get out of this. Thomas... Well, like, I have like a few more things to say. Okay, about, like, carry on. Then. Like just like the character itself being like he was the best. Like he was the coolest fucking Green Ranger. Like I put out a post through our Instagram, like. He was, like, honestly, he was, like, to this day, I'm still a fan. Yeah. Like, I have a Dragon Zord, like, little action figure on my desk at work. I, uh, Addy got me a fucking Green Ranger Funko Pop that I keep. And I also have, so I have one, like, so the one that Addy gave me, he doesn't have the helmet on. The one I had previously with the helmet on. So I have, like, two versions of the Green Ranger Funko Pop. I have two versions of the White Ranger so, like, I have, like, the White Ranger when he's in full fucking White Ranger regalia. And then the right White Ranger from the movie where he's in the fucking ninja gear. Like, just in, like, the cloth hood and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure if you saw, saw the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Which I is excellent, have. Which is excellent, by the way. Like, even, like, if you can revert back to being a kid, it holds up. If you can't, then, yeah, it's cheesy as fuck. But if you can go back to, like, the mindset of being, like, a five-year-old... That movie's fucking awesome. And it's like like Power Rangers with a budget, so all the Zords look fucking tits. The 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 suits look like actual suits, not just like the only thing that can protect you is a fucking helmet and everything else looks like Leotard. Like it's just like it, it's unreal what they can like what they did. Yeah. And like and, and like for that, like and you get these heroes you look up to as a kid. So it wasn't just like Tommy Oliver, it was just like the fucking Green Ranger who turned to the white ranger and then like he was always this 
the best, but it's also like, so we all, like I also lost my Batman this week, or in the in that week span. So I did like a little bit of like a eulogy to him. Like uh, Kevin Conroy, who did the voice of Batman, starting with the animated series in 1992, then moving on to like Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and then various video games and movies and all this stuff. He was like always my Batman to the point where like when I read a Batman comic, it's his voice I hear, and Mark Hamill's Joker is the one I hear when I read a Joker. Like, yeah, it, it and like to me, it was unrivaled. Like. You can give me any Hollywood Batman. The performance that Kevin Conroy gave us Batman, that is Batman to me. Really? Like, I, like, like, and it's not like the Hollywood guys are bad or anything. It's just like he just brought something unreal, like unbelievable to the character. So it's just like a rough time in like the childhood of Thomas Sides this like, the past week. And then like, and then I got like the emotional stuff that I'm going home to to go deal with as well. So it's just like, cool, man. It's tricky when you have those things. Like, we all idolize people in Hollywood, especially as kids. Like, Tommy, like the Power Ranger, he was the first, like, bad boy that you want to be good. And then he comes out to be good. And it's like, that's everyone's dream in some ways is to, like, see that and have that, you know. And he was that guy for a lot of Mm -hmm. kids to be, like, you can, like, go from being bad, make some mistakes, and then come back and be the best good guy you possibly can be. You yeah. know what I mean? That was like his story arc at the beginning, which is kind of fun and like inspired kids too, right? Like everybody has downsides. Yeah. Um, and and I don't think I finished the thought either, but like I had the opportunity to go meet the guy at the Montreal Comic Con and then like life just got in the way. Like I, I chose not to go for whatever reason. I think Jane Silent, like Kevin Smith ended up canceling. So I was just like, you know what? Maybe it's not worth the price of the admission yeah. anymore. And I just didn't go. And I was just like, and it was, and I kick myself because now now I'll never get to meet him. I'm never gonna like you get a chance to tell someone how like you shaped my childhood. You did something awesome for me. Yeah. Thank you. And I've had for that sure. opportunity with like a few other people. Like I got to say that to like Kevin Smith. I got to tell Mick Foley. Like, dude, you were like the coolest wrestler to ever like exist. You you did some crazy shit, and you always had me on the edge of my seat thank you like yeah and, it, and it's just one thing you get to say thank you and it's a it's a sad thing where like in, in sure. we live in a world where they're accessible in a way too with cons and all that stuff all you have to do is pay for a ticket and you get the chance to tell these guys like thank you yeah no I, I don't think he made it to the edmonton comic-con if he did it maybe was a year i didn't go but i would i would have definitely felt obligated to go up and be like what's up you know what i mean like yeah. it would be cool to just have that little interaction um, and you hear stories about him all the time from like the cons like he gave everyone their minute like i would follow him on instagram the things that he would do with the like kids that just like whose parents like i'm gonna show you power rangers that's awesome but like i'm gonna show you from this and then like these kids that get to meet him and they sign the toys like he gave everyone their their like like they, he made sure everyone had their time with him, and that's sure. just like it just showed to the character of who he was. And it's tough, like a, it's a like, tough loss. It is, and it's like we would be remiss if we didn't say like, um, it's fucking sad. Like he took his own life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He survived by four children. I don't know all the circumstances of his personal life. I I really don't. But it's like sad mm-hmm. to lose someone that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's. <clears throat> a touchy subject with a lot of people out there and it's fucking sad, but like 
Damn, man. The, the like, sad part is, is that the guy took his own life, and he is globally beloved. Yeah, there's so much, like, that can weigh you down in your life. You don't see anything except for your problems, but it's like, anybody out there going through tough times, like, hang on, fuck, there's so much good shit in the world, you know? Like, don't talk to do somebody. that. Everyone's going to give you the, any, like, even if you're having a tough time, pick up a phone, call someone, talk to somebody, you know? It's one of like, like one of the things I do like have a, like about this podcast is like you and I both kind of agreed to just put everything out there on Front Street. So even when we are like frustrated or going through a time, we can actually just put it out here for not just like you and I to hear each other out, but like all dozen of our listeners or whoever we have listening it just can chime in and give us their two cents as well. Like it's, I don't know, it's kind of therapeutic in the sense that not just like i can bounce shit off of you but also like anyone at any time which is what i like about our show yeah so there was a podcast that reached out called uh unchained films podcast and they asked uh they asked the both of us if we would say something or write something about kevin conroy but you didn't really grow up with him the way i did so you kind of backed out but i said something i gave like three, four minutes about, like, the joy he brought me as a kid and, like, the movies, the games, the, the everything that he brought as a character to the character. And, like, so if you want to check that out, uh, shout out to Unchained, uh, Unchained Films. So, yeah, like, you asked me if I wanted to participate with the, like, memoriam for him. And I was like, honestly, I didn't feel right doing it because I didn't know him well enough. You know what I mean? I like, I watched a couple episodes of the cartoon. I remember when I was a kid, but he was never someone like, I didn't know who he was. I had to Google him and be like, who is this guy? So I didn't, I don't like jumping on the bandwagon for stuff. If I don't like, if I don't feel the feels, you know what I mean? Not to take anything away from the guy, of course. I just, I didn't personally, I wasn't personally attached to the story. Like you said, it was a different time period. Like, your childhood, you grew up with him, right? And that's yeah. just one of those things. You hit with some and you don't hit with others, right? Yeah. And, like, for me, he was my Batman. And, like, I have fond memories of watching The Mask of Phantasm with my father, which is a movie you should totally watch. It holds up. It's, like, dark. It's like the first dark animated DC movie they ever did. And it's fucking dope. Like, it's Interesting. on Crave, so, so I really recommend you give that the old looky loo like you watch it on crave like moments after we get off this podcast <laughs> so if you got like nothing else going on do that i have some actually <clears throat> a couple interesting tasks to do today it's black friday so i might look into a little bit of shopping you know tie up some christmas ends you finish your christmas shopping <laughs> no not even yeah. ever close me too I just started stuff i did start it uh yeah um but like the people in my life are like like hard to shop for sometimes like and like michelle doesn't come yeah. with like ease <laughs> like, i wish i could get her like an action figure yeah no i get that homie don't play that <laughs> i think it would be dope if i like it would <laughs> make life better. a lot easier uh-huh. michelle's just like you know what i just want the pink ranger or yeah. some shit that's <laughs> all i want <laughs> no no, like she she has more refined and expensive taste and she's a homeowner and all that stuff kind of revolves around owning a home. So we'll That's figure funny. that out. 
Um, yeah. We were talking like about Christmas gifts and stuff like that. Addie actually sent us a message on TikTok in response to last week's podcast when we were talking about possible themes for our Christmas gift giving. And he said, mm-hmm. you know, you guys can't go wrong with a Star Trek themed gift, which is funny yeah. because obviously, you know, like it comes up once in a while in the podcast. We we discuss it. So I understand every why he would say that. Yeah, every blue moon. Yeah, once in a blue moon, right? What do you do? <laughs> but it was fun. Funny to see that. He liked, I posted on TikTok, uh, like the first preliminary picture of the Christmas village. And he was like, Jesus Christ said he was setting his up this week. So it's kind yeah, of fun he- to like. He's right up there with you when it comes to like that Christmas stuff. Like he does, I think he does a tree on every floor. Nice. And then uh, he has like an outdoor tree. That's awesome. And then like he just he leans right into it. Yeah, it's fun. Like it was funny because like I I sent you a picture of our front, and uh, while we were setting it up, at least I want to say four, maybe five ladies stopped took a deep breath, looked at it all. And we're like, you guys are doing an amazing job. It's so beautiful. And like that kind of shit. You're like, that's just a couple people walking by thousands of people drive by every day, like little kids. And it's just spreading the joy of the Christmas spirit. It's fucking awesome. Are you wearing a Christmas shirt right now? No. Yeah. Make it snow. That's adorable. Captain Picard, motherfucker. That's, (laughs) I mean, I am, I'm just not in it yet. Like, no. there's not even snow on the ground. It's so, like... There's I a lot that. of snow here. Yeah, I don't have any snow on the ground yet. Um, I did watch a Christmas special today, though. Oh, I nice. I say that. I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Sweet. And I gotta tell you, they did that wonderfully. Is it a cartoon? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah. There's a little bit of cartoon in it, but it's mostly live action. Cool. And I gotta say, man, I think I have a new, like, Christmas, like, that's my new, like, it's added to the list. It's a must-watch for Christmas. Huh. Yeah, it sounds so. interesting. Um, I'm gonna have to check it out. I just wrote it down on my pad here so that I could have reference back to it. It's, it's great. And plus, the mind of James Gunn, he is such a fucking genius. I love what he does. Yeah. And, like, those little Easter eggs that you can see, like they like get like a star map trying to find Kevin Bacon, but like they the, like the houses that they like go on the way with the star map. So you see like John Cena, who's like obviously he played uh, uh, Peacemaker, the the Peacemaker in that James Gunn show, and there's just like a lot of like James Gundian like stuff, like nice. it, just to get into the mind of that guy is just amazing. So like I re- really appreciate what he did here. This is. It's like a good 40 minutes of just joy. That's sweet. And and you'll be surprised to see Groot because this version of Groot is fucking swole. Fucking Jack Groot. I'm I'm telling you, it's That's a whole funny. new different Groot. Yeah. So. So um changing gears a million percent. Something crazy happened whilst recording this podcast. I was, we got kicked out, so I had to reboot, you know, my computer's a piece of shit, and it really fucking pissed me off, and I was like, I'm still vibrating, not vibrating, but my hands are sweaty, and I'm fucking pissed off because my stupid computer, but I had to go back into the emails to click on the link, and while I did that, I realized I made my very first sale on eBay, because I opened up the eBay store I told you about I was going to do, I finally posted some stuff this week, 
And I've made my first ever sale on eBay. So now I have to go and ship something this afternoon, which I'm fucking stoked about because I've what been talking. What uh, The Killer Bees, a wrestling oh, no, duo no, no, wrestling from the 80s. That was the first. Now, what did you get for them? I got the guy, I posted them for, eBay kind of recommends you, like, when you search it, it tells you what the average sales are for that thing, and it kind of recommends a price for you to post it for. So I posted it for $62 plus $20 shipping, and then a guy counter-offered and said $42 plus the $20 shipping, and I countered back at him with $55 plus $20 shipping, and he accepted it. Nice. And I paid a dollar for them. So it's a pretty good fucking start. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I'm excited. It's fucking fun. It's just like one of those things, like a a long bucket list item that I finally fucking, all you have to do is just do it. But I procrastinated for a long time. Now I have inventory, so I'm going to start posting like a fucking crazy person. And I'm excited. It's it's so like thrilling to take that step forward to be like, I'm doing it. You know, I've done a lot of buying and selling locally, but I've never done it like nationally or internationally. And now... I'm fucking, I'm in the market, baby. That's dope, buddy. Yeah, it's fucking fun. It was, like, exhilarating when I saw it. It kind of changed my mood because, like I said, I'm pissed off my stupid computer for rebooting at that exact moment. Because the only time that it needs to do a reboot is when we start recording a podcast. And then all of a sudden it's like, "Ah, fuck you. Here, here, bud. Take this fucking reboot and tell your podcast to shut the fuck up. And it just makes me so angry. But now I'm, like, happy as well and charged yeah, see, I, I think it was just that thing that needed to happen for you to find a little more joy yeah it's like you're next to me like i if i could throw this fucking thing out the window i really fucking would right now yeah. I'm like, dude chill well like, i know you're in a bit of a time control. crunch and like yeah but like i mean yeah sometimes like, sometimes so we do a short one you know we edit out the silence and yeah. then you know we do a bit of a short one and then <laughs> Ah, like, you know, early in the morning sometimes i can i've been known to be called out as being cranky and there's like this yeah. fiery burning rage inside of me that doesn't come out very often but when it does like everybody in my personal life has no idea how to deal with that sean because yeah. they don't see him i'm never angry i'm always pretty chill pretty calm pretty easy going until i'm not and especially like having quit smoking this year that was like a catalyst to calm down always so now you have to create new ones and it's funny Actually, speaking of like the this buy and sell that you just did, so I came across something. It was something given to me. So I joined the Kevin Smith Club a little while ago, and like as a, like a sorry for delay on like you get like a T shirt every quarter. It's fucking sweet, whatever. But now they gave me this. It's a calendar. That's cool. But it's from like two thousand four. Yeah. I don't know what to do with this. I would sell it. There's If you don't like it, it's something you could consider throwing up on your local marketplace. But it's like, there's collectors for everything. It's it's mind-blowing. Even calendars? Like... Oh, yeah. Like, what are we, 2022? Yeah. Like, that's It's a vintage calendar now. I guess. I mean, like, I just didn't know... I don't know what to do with it. I it's, Now it's just a thing that I have. That's fair. I... I can speak to this a little bit because recently I acquired a couple of calendars that are really old, like uh, 1958, 59, and 60. And it's so interesting because it it capsules a time period. You know what I mean? And like someone born in 2004 might want it, 
you know, because they somebody who's born in 2004 is 18 this year, right? So, and especially if they're a Kevin Smith fan, they're like, man, that's the year I was born. That's so cool to have. Like, people will collect it. You'd be surprised. All right. It's worth looking into at least. What I would recommend is um, going onto eBay and in the filters, click sold items and then search it there. And you'll see if any of them have ever sold. If none of them have ever sold and you can't find it, that could make it rare. So then you have to do a little bit of research and research, research, research. If you're trying to sell anything, the more educated you are on it, the better bang for your buck you'll get and the easier time you will have to sell it. Okay. I will, I will try to do this. And I can edge Like I can help along the way too. I can check eBay and yeah. stuff like that for sure. Um, for you and just send you a, a screenshot of it. Cause I'm balls deep and all that kind of stuff as you know, Yeah, but like I'm a big Kevin Smith fan with the idea of just having a calendar that's completely out of date. I don't, I don't see the, uh, appeal. yeah, but you see the appeal. Like I said, if you were 18 and you're a huge Kevin Smith fan, that's fucking awesome. Even then, like, yeah, I guess if it was my birth year, then maybe. Yeah. Regardless of the age, like if this was like Kevin Smith, 1990 calendar. But again, like he didn't do anything until 91. So, or Clerks didn't come out until 91 or 92. So, there's that. Yeah, that's true. So, like, you can't, obviously I can't harp the guy being like, hey, why didn't you do it the year I was born, motherfucker? But like, Yeah. It's funny with stuff like that, right? It's all about timing. <laughs> you really yeah. can't uh, plan for those things. Yeah, so but yeah, it's a weird one for sure. It's funny when you get shit like that because you're like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with this?" Yeah, and then like it's not like it's cool looking though. Like that is a sick ass collectible for someone who's into it, right? Yeah, and it has like like seen pictures from scenes of all the movies up until t- t- 2004, which goes all the way up to Jersey Girl. So that's pretty, like, I mean, it, I see the appeal of wanting to have this. It's just. It's not for you. I just don't know what to do with it. I it's mean, like I've mean, said to you before about myself. I, at times, consider myself a, a caretaker of curiosities because mm-hmm. I it's something that, like, I don't love this. I know somebody out there will love this. So you have to, like kind of be the median for it you can find it its home eventually you know what i mean or we will mm-hmm. find its home eventually mm-hmm. but it's possible wait i mean if there is a kevin smith fan out there that wants a 2004 calendar <laughs> let's fucking talk yeah no I mean, shit right i'll do yeah. some research for you and get back to you on that one but yeah, this for now like just a, sit tight with it yeah if, if this could be our first joint venture as cousins yeah exactly it's funny <laughs> though like we start running shit through the podcast and i actually um yeah we'll talk we've got big plans buddy big plans but one step at a time perfect i can't wait yeah i mean it's yeah down um so what's up with your Oilers, buddy? Uh, well, we like to win a game, then lose one, then win one, then lose one. Maybe lose another one, then win one. It's been a little bit rough, but at the same time, we're missing some key pieces, which is just part of the name of the game. We've well, had some Evander frustrating... What's that, sorry? Evander Kane and who else? Uh, yeah, Kyler Yamamoto. 
he's a top six player for us as well. So two mm-hmm. of our top six players are out. And then they're like humdrumming other players in through the lineup in the bottom six. And we're elevating players from the bottom six to the top six, which maybe don't belong there. And then every game the coach is like, well, that didn't work last game. Let's try this this game. Oh, that didn't work. Let's try this. And it's just like nobody's getting the rhythm of playing with each other. And you can see the frustration bounding in the players as well because nobody wants to fucking lose, you know? It's not like we're not tanking to the point where it's unrecoverable, but it's it's not going great at this very moment. I was uh, listening to Spitting Chicklets and uh, Paul Bissonnette, Biz Nasty if you're nasty, he called the bottom six, the bottom six uh, forwards for the Oilers, Pumpkin spice lattes. They're just wearing Ugg boots. They're just basic fucking bitches. And there's <laughs> nothing they can do for the help support the team. They're just there. Yeah. No, and I, that I, was like, been... I heard that. I go like, I need to share this with Sean. Holy yeah. fuck. No, there, at mean. times there's truth in it. Like it's frustrating, right? When you only have your top two lines and every other team in the league knows that they're like, let's fucking throw everything at the top two lines. Cause we don't really have to worry about the bottom two. There's, like, upsides, you know. There's some good players there at times. But when we have a full lineup and we can, like, have Nugent Hopkins uh, centering the third line, that makes a world of difference because then we have, like, elite players in the top three and then your fourth line can kind of be your rookies coming up with an old guy, you know. But we haven't had the luxury of that. Like, Evander Kane was a huge fucking signing for us in the offseason and having him out of the lineup hurts us a lot you know and it it is what it is they're still gonna find ways to win we've had some sus goaltending from jack campbell so far this year yeah which has been a little and he's like been very straight up about he's like i'm having the worst fucking start to a year of my goddamn career and it's just bad timing but that's okay you have to have adversity and struggle in order to be great we often we very rarely in the nhl see the top team in the league win the cup you know, the, t- mm-hmm. the top seed Look in the, the season. Look at the Florida Panthers last year. What's that? Look at the Florida Panthers last year. Exactly. The teams who face the most adversity often have a lot of success. Not in every case, but we've... The Oilers, I've seen that before, too. Like, the 06, we didn't belong in the playoffs that year. But they fucking fought tooth and nail, just scraped into eighth place, made it to the Stanley Cup final game seven and lost. This, yeah. this shit happens, you know? Like, I don't ever give up on my team... 10 years, 15 years of being the worst fucking team in the league. I never gave up on my Oilers because it's just my team. You know what I mean? I want them to, I want to see success. I feel as I enjoy a Bears watching fan, them. Man. I'm never, I'm not a, I'm a all weather fan. I'm not a fair weather fan. I see problems with the team, but I also see a lot of positives. McDavid and Drysdale are having fucking phenomenal years. Like the pace that McDavid has set leading goal scorer, leading point scorer. I know that doesn't mean shit if you don't win the Stanley Cup, but it's still extremely entertaining. There's been, like, a couple games where it's like, oh, man, what the fuck are you guys doing? But that's just, like, I think it's growing pains as well. We'll see. I ain't giving up on anything yet. But it's, and then you also see crazy shit, like, what the fuck is going on with New Jersey this year on, like, a 13-game winning streak? Did you watch the New Jersey game against Toronto? Did you watch that game? Dude, it was insane. They had three called back goals, and the most New Jersey fucking thing happened. The fans just started hucking garbage at the referee. Jesus. They were so pissed. And it was just like, like two of them 
two of them, I think, were, like, questionable fucking calls. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. But to huck the garbage on the screen, it was just like, God bless you, New Jersey. That is just... <laughs> that, like, like if you told me fans were throwing garbage on the ice for some missed calls, I was like, was it New Jersey? Like, that's my first guess, like, all the time. And especially if it's against Toronto. But it's in New Jersey, against Toronto, and, like... You know, I don't know where that ref's from, but there's a good chance he's a fucking Leafs fan. I don't know. Like, I just, like, you don't know. Like, the fact that there was three callback goals, or three tough. of them, that's fucking tough. You know how yeah. much, like, kills momentum? And then it's their first loss in 13 games. Yeah, that's fucking rough. Um, while we're on the subject of the Toronto Maple Leafs, did you watch a couple of weeks ago when they had the... Um... Little ceremony for Bjorn Salming there. Yeah, I did. I saw that, and it was very touching. And then, again, another hard loss for like yeah. hockey fans. He, I am so happy that they did that for him. Oh, I, it was such a magical moment. Like it's funny because obviously you and I, not Toronto fans, but we're fucking yeah. hockey fans. And when you see the impact a player had like that, who is a very talented player, who like opened the gateway for a lot of European players to come over to the North American game. It was like a, a beautiful tribute that they did for him and his family. Like someone who's suffering from ALS, it's fucking tough. Like it sucks like to be have your lifespan shortened by a disease like that. But to have that moment and to see his like buddies there, like there wasn't a fucking dry eye in the house in oh, the house. Uh, Daryl Sutter, do you see Sittler? I think it was Sittler, I think it was Sittler, last yeah. Time. Just watching him, just looking at his buddy, just with love and like heart, adoration, with right? Love and affection, and like they did it I'll for him. Was, I'm so happy that they moment. got that ceremony in for him before he passed. And it's just like it was heartbreaking last night. I saw the news and was like, "Oh fuck!" Like it hit hard because was like, "What's wrong?" She came in from the kitchen and she looked and she's like, "Oh my god!" Like he fucking passed away. It's like, yeah, like I guess that was part of the timing. But for his family, for his wife, for those moments, like seeing. You couldn't ask for a better send off for someone who's done so much for your team and for your like community and like I don't know. It was a tough moment. Rest in peace, brother, to all the people yeah. we lost this week. Yeah, there's so many losses in the last little while. Just like and like the cool thing is that we, we touch on so many subjects, right? So we can like we get affected by all this. Um while we're on the hockey subject, like yesterday was American Thanksgiving, which means no hockey. Yeah. I'm always I'm always looking at the Jay Onright clip where he goes, um, today's American Thanksgiving, so there's no games in the NHL today. Or as we in Canada call American Thanksgiving, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> it hits me every single time. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Earth894 podcast uh, messaged about, um, on TikTok, about, uh, like, they did a little post about, um, your favorite announcements, what you're thankful for this year from Marvel. And mm, I wrote in the yeah. comments, like, you know, happy Thanksgiving to our American buddies. And he was like, you mean happy Thursday back? It was kind of funny. I was like, yeah. to, he stole your joke, I guess is what I'm saying. Or maybe yeah. you stole his. But, well, I totally stole his, but whatever. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. funny. I was like, yeah, I suppose so. But um, yeah, yeah I, no, it, it's Thanksgiving, Black Friday this weekend for Americans. Happy Thanksgiving. The only Americans I got, John and Lori, happy Thanksgiving. Apparently, they're doing a 25-pound turkey between the two of them. I was like, Jesus Christ. But Fuck, they just do it big, eh? Well, we got, we got like, American friends on the podcast. Like, every yeah. 
like one that I've guessed on, and then like uh no, the one that we did together, he's Canadian, but like Earth eight nine four, two girls one multiverse, two girls one multiverse, Star Wars, um, just anyone that is American, Happy Thanksgiving this weekend, enjoyed turkeys and all that stuff. Just shout out to all of you. You know, you're some splendid people, and, like, I'm pretty grateful that this podcast, this little, like, wacky idea that you had turned into, like, us making new friends everywhere we go. For so sure. That's, that's pretty, like, that's really fucking sweet. And, it uh, was pretty fun. Uh, I messaged, um, or sorry, I was talking with a guy at work, and I just, we were talking about podcasts, I asked him what he listens to, and I was like, have you ever heard of uh, blah, 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 and I spit out the name of our podcast, it's like, no, I haven't heard of that. I was, I was like, oh, it's a great Canadian podcast. You should check it out. And fucked off. And he came back like four hours later and was like, you have a podcast? And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah sure. That's I how I do I, too. I'm on that, right? That's right. Yeah. It was just fun to like, and we have content now. Fucking 84, 85 episodes in, 86 recorded. You're like, that's some fucking serious content. A lot of people don't look at stuff if there isn't content to pound through. If there's anything we have going for us now, it, we're getting some content behind us. That's for sure. Yeah, no. I mean, we're fucking... I think we need to do another here. giveaway. I think it's time, like, we do another uh, Two Sides of the Story yeah, giveaway. I've been working on getting us a new vendor. So... Uh, me too, uh, actually, we, and I have some thoughts. We'll have to talk about this off-air. We'll talk about it off-air, but uh, it's a guy local to me that can do stuff, but also, but if you have something... In the works, and yeah, I've just been like having some conversations with some people that uh, do this kind of thing, and we need to like up our game on that because you know we have we don't even have our swag store listed right now on Instagram, and we need to like swag store isn't even a thing anymore. I don't think. Yeah, it's defunct, so we need to get some swag going, and there's like other Mm -hmm. options too. But well, big announcements coming, fans. We'll say this: we're working on it. Eventually, we'll be a full fledged podcast where. Merch doesn't just go to Sean and I. Yeah, and also <laughs> we will then just quit our jobs and strictly focus on focus on podcasting. Thanks to yeah. our fans. Who... I know that there's there's been some demand for shirts and hats yeah. and whatnot, so we'll figure that out. Oh yeah, we're on it. Um, as everyone knows, we're not tech savvy, but we will work this no, shit we... out in the near future. We also need a website. If anyone wants to volunteer to do that for us, that'd be fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> because just the idea of building a website is enough to make me not want to do it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's overwhelming. Um, every time I start to think about it or watch a YouTube video on it, I end up going into my room, turning off the lights and lying in complete darkness and sobbing a little bit. Yeah. But So if anyone has the know-how and skill level to do this. <laughs> preferably someone we, who loves us. You know? Yes. We, we need have you. zero dollars to pay you for your hard work. <laughs> Canadian. Zero dollars Canadian. Yes, yes. But no, that's a very valid point. It's things that will be in the works. And it's funny because, like, I was having this conversation with someone and they were like, you know, the reason people do podcasts is for, like, monetary monetary gain. And I'm like, well, that's not why we got into this specifically. We got into this, A, to just have a podcast because we're fucking cool as fuck and we wanted to get to know each other. It's a fun hobby. Yeah, it's a hobby, right? And like you said earlier, it's an event, too, like... For not just for us, but for people listening too. And it's one of those things that now that we're getting into it, I've discovered things about myself I didn't know. I love interviewing people. I like, you know, coming up with stupid puns weekly to annoy my cousin. 
I like. Hey, I, I've been doing it back at you. I, and it I don't disables think, I don't me think a little like bit. You get the joy of it as I, I do, but and I think that's the fucking point. Because every single time I give you a taste of your own fucking medicine, you go, "Well, you just take me off my fucking rails," which is what you do to me. <laughs> Every yeah. single fucking time. And it's like equally fucking amusing and beautiful. It's a fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning each other's week? comedy styles and learning each other's like buttons, which is fucking yeah. funny too. Yeah, you kept on saying knickknacks, so it was just like, ah, you don't have any paddy wax, and you're just like, Jesus fucking Christ. And, just, oh. <laughs> and it derails you. Whenever you take it, it just takes the wind right out of your sails, and you're just like, I don't even know what I was talking about anymore. Fuck. Yeah, it happens, and it's beautiful. And it's nice to disable, like, I've been in many conversations that are way too serious for the content, and I love disabling those situations. It's just so much fun. Yeah, I mean, what you get joy out of it. I just like to bring light, you know what I mean? There's too much darkness in the world. I am a beaming light of fucking stupid comments. Yes. I can I can confirm you are that. That is, you just described yourself fucking perfectly. Well done. I thought you would enjoy that. Yes, you will not get an argument out of me. Yes, no. you are the thing that you said you are. That's funny. so. I was listening. So when I was listening to Spinning Chicklets, they had this like debate going on and. I don't know where my, my stance is on this, but you're an engaged man, so maybe you can bring some light to this. Do you think, when you propose with the ring, that a man should get, like, an engagement gift from his now fiancé, like a, like a watch or something? Is there, like, or, or is there a way to propose to a man that isn't a ring? Let me tell you this. When you are ready... You buy a ring and you propose to a girl. You're afraid. You're scared. You're nervous. You want her to say yes. And when she says yes, the gift she gives back to you is a fucking lifetime of having a good woman backing you. There's like children out there, man-childs out there who are like, I want a present too. But grow the fuck up. Your present is the everlasting love of the fucking woman of your dreams. And if you feel any different then you shouldn't have fucking put a ring on it in the first goddamn place. That's my humble opinion. Like when I, the fact that I get to spend the rest of my life with the woman of my dreams, that is an everlasting gift that never fucking stops giving. So I know people are like, well, equal rights. We should, we should get a present too. I feel like it's a fucking, like I, I have a bit, like I've listened to the spit and chicklets podcast a little bit. And I have a bit of a problem with those guys because they're just that, like, bro fucking, oh, I should get a gift to you. Like, fuck off. Grow the fuck up. Well, that's not my all. hot take. Like, like, like Ryan Whitney, t- like, kind of, like, reigns him in and so does RA. Like, there's some, there's, there's someone for everyone on that podcast, which is what I, why I like that it's four of them, right? Yeah. And they do great interviews. Like, like, the hockey insights alone are actually pretty They do have crazy. some good hockey insights, but I just get like, tired of the bro shit sometimes of people being like... Like, my sleeper picks, my sleeper picks from last year, like, when, like, the reason I made certain trades that helped my team in the long run, even though I still came in last place, but that was because I fucking shot the bed in the beginning. But, like, the, like I could have been a lot worse off. Yeah. And, like, you listen to them, and then, like, all right, well, I'm going to pick this guy up. Yeah. All right. Like, Troy Terry was on my fucking radar because of them 
Maybe there's oh, some good like shit like that tips. I just think yeah. that to, going back to your original question, no, I don't okay. think that a woman should get a man a gift. Okay. Now, the second question of if a woman were to propose, so if Crystal were to propose to you, would you have rathered like a watch or like because like what do you propose with? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't know in that scenario. Like it's it's a weird one. It's so, like, it's been gender bias. I know we're trying to, like, evolve past, like, the kind of gender biases where a man proposes to a woman, and sometimes a woman does propose to a man. Like, me, personally, I'm traditional in that sense, where I I wanted the traditional way. I wanted to be the man to do it. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's one of those tough situations where I don't think, like, I can't imagine, it's hard for me to imagine how that would be and how that would go down because it's just outside of my radar. I mean, you could do a watch, you could do a ring, you could do... It depends on the person, too, right? Like, if a girl was proposing to me and she had, like, a specialized ring made or something and it was suited to me, how do you say no? You know what I mean? And I just... I think women... Every relationship's different, so I guess I can't comment on how other relationships form and what's right for each couple, but what was all I can speak to is what was right for me. And for me, it was like the traditional way. If I was to get a gift for a proposal, like I, I have a hard time imagining what that scenario would look like personally. Do you think that if you were proposed to, you would irresponsibly say yes? I think if I was proposed to, I'd feel a little bit like something was taken away from me. I, no, no, no. But like, I think you're missing what I'm asking. Yeah. It's the, so I think that I, what I like about men asking women to marry them is the idea that women are more rational and like it, it, with their emotions a little bit that they, they like when they say no, they have like a reason. Yeah. Like I see you giving me the eyes, but like, I think oh, you, just, you just said women are more rationally with, with their emotions. And I was like, like uh, what? like, like, like I think, like, I would worry that I would do, like, sometimes I don't, like, have people please. And, like, you know what I mean? I, I, I can know say this for me. sure. If a woman, like, I, I just, in my scenario, in my head, how I feel about Tom, if you had a woman propose to you, even if it wasn't the right scenario, you'd probably start crying and say yes. You would be an easy yes. I don't yes. think I would cry. Huh? I don't think I would cry, oh, but I do worry blubber. that, like, you would blubber and be like, oh, oh my God, it's the happiest moment of my life. Even if you didn't really, like, work you that into it. Me, you don't know me fucking at all, buddy. <laughs> you kindly go fuck. You've been doing 85 of these fucking things. I thought it was kind of funny in my head. You to just don't know me that. at all. <laughs> I like oh, how it enrages bring, you. Bring that to the fucking banquet. Now, one day, you're gonna find, one day you're going to find yourself fucking being proposed to, and you're going to start crying. You'll be like, God damn it, he was fucking right. God damn it. No, I don't well, know. Like, I'm I just think, fucking around. I, but. I only got asked out once in my life. I've been asked out once, and I, and I was able to say no, like because I was dating someone, so I had like reason to believe. But I don't think I have that thing of just like, no, I don't want to go out with you. Yeah. I think I like honestly. I think I like I don't like hurting anyone's feelings. No. And Perfect I don't someone like, like a serious dish. I, of I would that. sooner go on a fucking awkward date. With someone like I was not suited for and all that stuff, yeah. just to save them their feelings, 
and I and I think that's also a terrible thing to do. For sure. I think with men, sometimes we're oblivious to, like, feelings at times, you know what I mean? And if uh, yeah. you found yourself in a scenario where a woman asked you out and you weren't expecting it, I would have a hard time. I'd be fumbling. I'd be like, bah, bah, uh, I didn't it's, it's see this coming. And it might yeah, offend the person. Yeah, and you don't want to offend anybody. Like, I Yeah, it hurt like... someone, right? Like, if someone, ha- like, built up the angst to be able to ask you out, and then you fucking reject them, like, in a, any, I don't know, it, it would be hard to, like, you know, and then you feel like shit because you just hurt someone, you know that hurt And feels also like. you can relate to that, right? Yeah. It's the thing of just, like, you know, I've asked out plenty of women, a lot of them have said no. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. You, you take the fucking hit, you move on and yeah. all this stuff. But, like, I also know what that feels like. And then just to go, like, you, you, you had the balls to just, you know what, I want to just you know what? Let's hang out. Let's see yeah. what happens. Well, for sure. Sometimes you have to give love a chance, <laughs> even if you don't expect it. Cause that's I just like, like how stories a, are written. Sometimes you're taking a little bit of a leap with that fucking L word. Like give love a chance. Like I, I don't know if that's the right terminology, but all right. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Well, you should give people a chance. Yeah. Well, you can give love a chance though. You know, I mean like it doesn't have to be right away, but if you're giving it a, if you're going out on a date, then there's a prerequisite that you might end up loving that person. Correct. All right, I'm gonna give that to you. But that's I just, what I meant by that. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm gonna let you have this one. Thank you, thank you, Tom, All for right. your kindness and your wisdom of giving me the opportunity to stick with the valid point that I made. I love you. Love you too, brother. Um, <laughs> so I need to ask. Where are you? At? Where the fuck are you at with Stargate? I want to know. Uh, I just finished season one. Nice. Starting season two. Um, Thoughts. This old lady that that uh, destroyed a planet with the disease. She gonna be a big deal later on or what? Like, is that a spoiler? Like, she's not like the season two villain. So she just fucks off and never to be seen again. Well, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, sorry. She was just a mean. There's so much more. Don't be disappointed. I know, but like she's just a mean. Like that, that, like that to me, that is bad storytelling. Because you make her a big deal. She escapes. She tricks everybody, and then she just says like we're fucking even, and she ends up being like a fucking terrorist of biological weapons, and then like she's just not a fucking issue ever again. Like, are you, like, protecting me from spoilers? Because it's okay. Like, that's not a spoiler. It's no, just... I'm not, like, I just, I'm having a little bit of a hard time recalling exactly the situation, which then tells me that it must not be a situation because I don't remember it. I know what you're talking about, like, the Destroyer of Worlds in that sense. Like, mm. I, it's just, it's been a while, and I don't want to say, yes, it comes back, and then you're, like, waiting for it for fucking ten seasons and it never happens. If I, like, I don't think it comes up again. Or if it does... See, that, that's the thing that bothers me, right? Because now, like, you have done an in-service to the fucking galaxy or whatever it is by letting this person go. Yeah. So, like, she created a plague. It's like if someone created, like, COVID, like, one person did it. Like, let's say it was, like, a chemical disease. Yeah. And then we just kind of, like, let let that guy continue, like, carrying on his existence. Like, not arresting him. Like, that's a fucking issue, I would say, no? 
you make valid points. Like, I feel like, and then what's to stop her from doing it again? Yeah, and that's a very good point. Like, you'll have to keep like, watching to, me, her like, to see how it all unfolds. Like, but I was expecting her to be like a much bigger deal in season two. Was that the final episode of season one? No. Okay. Um, it's like episode three of season two or some shit. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, I can't say that it happens again, bud. Okay. But it's just no. one of those things. There's so many stories to be told that it's hard sometimes to do that. But, uh, All right. Well, I can, I can get behind that. It's just, the, it's the, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to, I'm trying to try, like, I'm still figuring it all out. Like, I, I know that it's pretty episodic. And it kind of bothers me that it's so episodic in the sense that, like, like there's stakes. Like, we haven't even gotten to, to the fact that, like, dude needs to find his wife. Like, Daniel's looking for his wife still. And, like, we're still nowhere close to that. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of time to wait. But there's a lot. It's a long ride, baby. It's a long ride. That's all I can yeah. say. But, yeah, there's work to be done. Like, sure. are you like, is it ten years till he gets his wife back? Like, is that what this finale no. is? It's just no. Like, you don't have to wait. Okay, as long as I don't have to wait ten fucking years to do that, that's that'd be. There's going to be some wrap ups of certain storylines. Like I can say, obviously, okay. not all of them are going to please you. Some of them you're going to be like, "What the fuck? Did they really just throw away that story like that when they could have told it so much better?" But just try to be forgiving. Try to remember yeah, that. If I can get through season four of Angel, I can get through fucking anything. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. That was a tough fucking season. Tough fucking season. It was a fucking tough season to watch. Like, fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a really tough season to watch. But if you can get through that going like, what is this fucking garbage? You can get through fucking anything. This is true. <clears throat> I support that comment. Oh, show. Yeah, no, it is what it is. It's a, it's a roller coaster ride. Um, only gets better as it goes. Interesting. I'm excited for you to get to the recast. And that's all I'm going to say about, that's all I got to say about that. Who gets recasted? Exactly. Is it Daniel Jackson? Because he's too fucking handsome for the role. (laughs) I laughed my ass off listening back to that from last week's episode. (laughs) When you said, <laughs> "Dude is so good looking," I never thought about that. But at the time, like you got to remember, I just like I thought about this while I was listening back to it. Nerds weren't cool at the time. A lot has happened in the way that nerds are perceived and viewed. At that time, he was dorky as fuck. You didn't see nerds as hot in any fucking way. Now nerds have changed, and like the idea of nerds have changed, and what is handsome now wasn't necessarily what was as handsome then. His big A lot's thing changed. Is- it's glasses, and he has allergies sometimes. Yeah, and it's not I see even, it now. It's not even I never saw it time. before. It's sometimes. Yeah, I so think it's so funny. Like his Benadryl and just living life, and then sometimes there's too many flowers, and he sneezes, and then like uh, Jack <laughs> fucking has his own fucking joke about it. But then like it, it's it's a. Uh, like, like the dude is really good looking. Where you got Jay Spader, who he's no slouch, but he's not a fucking jacked man. He's I would a love man. to like, see Michael Shanks listen huh? to this and laugh his ass off because he's I'm like, fucking, 
I'm I'm dying. The dude is just like he's supposed to be this like nerdy fucking pushover of a guy. And I'm pretty sure if you put Michael Shanks versus uh who's the actor that plays uh Jack? It's Richard uh, Dean Anderson. Yeah. If you put them in an actual fight, yeah, I'm pretty sure Michael Shanks takes it. It's a, uh at the age dude when they both started, dude I mean he's is jacked. Yeah. They 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 like I, there hasn't happened yet. There's no scene where where Daniel Jackson takes his shirt off, but the moment, the moment he does, I guarantee you, fucking stud. Here's a fun talk, a fun topic that you might already have an opinion on. We'll talk about this again in, uh, seasons later as you evolve. Right now, what you know about both characters: who wins in a fight, Teal'c or Worf? Ooh. Well, see, that's the thing. Um, Tilk is going to be regenerated. Like, he's going to be fine, no? No matter what? I'm saying hand-to-hand, though, like, I know, but, down. like, but no, I know, but, like, Warp Okay, said it, Batleth versus Staff Weapon that does not shoot fire. Because that's more so Tilk's weapon would be a Staff, obviously. Yeah. I think that, based on fighting skill, Warp is the, the better fighter. You think so? I think just as of season watching yeah. season yeah. one. No, that's Worf why I'm asking better, this now. Is a better fighter. I haven't seen anything because all I see Tilk use is a is a is a staff weapon at a distance. Yeah. So I haven't seen what he can do hand to hand. And when he was in his Cobra fucking suit, I don't see him fighting well in that at all. It seems very too clunky. Yeah, it was more of a what. suit of fear than it yeah. was a suit of practicality. But, yeah, so I'm 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 calling Worf right now. Okay. But I'm assuming my opinion may change. But it, uh, like, it, it's a personal opinion, and it's always open to interpretation. But that's why it's fun to ask this question now while you're you just wrapped season one. Now I want you, as you get to know Worf better, I'll probably ask around season five your thoughts. Or sorry, Teal, mm. and then uh, after the show caps, I'll ask it again. That's fine. I, I, I'm interested in this. Like it's, but I right now I view more. I view Tilk more of a Spock than I view him more of a Worf. Okay. Like Worf is a full time warrior, and like Tilk, uh, like Tilk just keeps bringing insights because he's like seen and experienced so much. Yeah. Like I get that he has that warrior uh, vibe to him. It's just um, we'll see where that takes us. I just like again, like I see him being more insightful, and I see him like that is who I see. So my, my if I'm going to compare Tilk to anyone in Star Trek, he's Spock. Okay, interesting, interesting like, comparison point. Like, do you see that though? Like, oh like, yeah, from, indeed. Yeah, like even that. Like he has that intimidating snarl. Yeah. And he uses it. I, I I fucking love it. And then Spock didn't have that. Like that, when he does that, like, I'm just here to intimidate and I'm just, I'm Tilk. I'm a motherfucker. But, like, then I get the Worf vibes. But even then, like, Worf also had the wherewithal to do good. Like, yeah. And much like Tilk has. So, like, yeah. that now, now, like, I can see them. Like, war, like although... Tilk t- turns down certain challenges because he's trying not to make enemies. And I think he's trying to get away from, like, the Fod. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Fod? What are you talking about? His race of people. They're they're called, like, the Fod or... The Ga'uld? 
No, no, no. Oh, Jafar. 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 Sorry, yeah, uh, you lost you, me. I was like, Fa'ah, what the fuck are you talking The Jafar. Yeah, Jafar. J-A-F-F-A. Jafar. Okay, thank you. So, like, he's trying to, like, better himself. So I see that. But, like, I don't see Worf turning down a fight ever. Yeah. Well, given the new trailer of Picard Season 3, I am more of a pacifist. But if we're talking, like, peak Worf versus peak Tilk right now, I would say Worf is the better warrior. Fair enough. Fair enough, sir. Interesting take. Um, um, we have a we have a question. Unless you want to talk more about this. Nope, I'm done. Okay, so um, I hit the music here. Two sides to every email. Two sides to everyone. Two sides to every email. Settle in. Let's get it done. And we have a question from. Devin Stone of the Earth 894 podcast, who will soon be a guest. Uh, just We're going to keep teasing and teasing until we can all agree on a time and place where we can record an episode. Um, so he writes, if you could go on a buddy cop adventure with any person ca- or character, living, dead, fictional, etc., who would you pick and why? So you're in a buddy cop movie. I'm going to say you already thought this through because you've read it. So give me your hot take first and give me some time to process. I literally just read it. Literally? Literally just read it. Like he sent it while we were doing this podcast. Okay. Your thoughts? Off the top of my head. Let me first say I see you with Owen Wilson. So, but carry on. Like an Owen Wilson character or just Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson, buddy cop movie, Tom and Owen. Okay. Wow. I could see it. Um, so if I had to pick any character, if I had to pick any character, I think I would choose uh, to do a... I would choose... Ooh, this is actually a lot tougher. Um, yeah, but there's so many layers to it. You can't pick a wrong choice. Like, like yeah. this isn't for life. You can always like shake it up you, later. You can always get a new partner. Yeah. So, you know what? Let me go with if I could do a buddy cop in real life. If I can pick someone real, uh, I would actually pick Conan O'Brien. Weird. Yes, I I think so. But I think what he would bring to it is like a sense of uh, genius and a sense of. Uh, uh, obscure way of looking at things that that we just might not see with the evidence. I think Conan O'Brien's going to bring some very interesting takes to the table. So he's my he's my partner, Detective Conan O'Brien. Interesting. I would go, and this is a like I just saw like a little special on him last night, but it made me think like interesting question. I would personally slice alone. Ooh. I'd like for him to be like the hardened cop and me to be like the goofy guy that he's like, like had enough of at times. You know what I mean? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You're the experienced guy here. And I'd be like a little bit of the comic relief, but he'd be more serious, but then he would be the comic relief. And I'd be more like, I think that it would be an interesting dynamic. Um, And I never would have like who in a million years, I never would have answered this question this way, but I was watching a long interview with Sly Stallone last night on TV. And I was like, this question just made me think immediately of him as being that guy for me. 
Like, I'm talking, like, old Sly Stallone, like, today, not Cobra. You know what I mean? It's so weird to me that your your version of past alone is Cobra, not Rambo, not Rocky, not even Judge Dredd. He had he fucking Cobra. saved a puppy, Tom. Like, fuck. I, I yeah, I know, but still, I stand That's by what my I guy. Said. That's a fucking badass movie, man. The gun in that shit was my childhood gun. I was like, fuck yeah. Cliffhanger, over the top. Cliffhanger was good. I saw it in the theater in like 1991. Probably (laughs) shouldn't have because I was a little bit young for that movie. But I had older siblings, so I got to... Like, I've been around for Sly Stallone's career for a lot of it, and I was right there on like the edge of my seat. I didn't get to watch Rambo until later in life because it was a bit edgy for a fucking four-year-old or five-year-old at the time. Mm. But um, I just see Buddy Cop with him. Good question, though. Like, there's, there's no wrong answers, like I said to you. I could fucking, you could put any, either of us with any of them and we'd have the time of our fucking lives, but, you know. Yeah. Um, what about a fictional character? You got one? Uh... Can I pick a fictional character for you? Because I feel like I know one. Yeah. I think that your uh, fictional character would be Droopy Dog. So you get this bloodhound character that has like look, looks a little sad sack, but he's like a bloodhound. So you have like, and like I know how much you love dogs. So I think like you having a cartoon dog companion would be fucking awesome. So yeah, like this, like you would use his nose and all this stuff, and then he'd be like, "What do you think? What do you think, droopy dog?" And he'd be like, "You know what? I think Thomas is the killer." And you'd be like, "Make it so. Go get him. Let's go get yeah. him." No, I like that. I mean, the ultimate buddy cop 1985 movie release, Sean and a fictional character. Give me Data. I think Data would drive you insane. That's what's the funny part of the fucking movie. Like, you're being a bitch right now, Data. Like, How am I being a female dog? Yeah, exactly. You know, and it just goes on and on. I didn't say that. You know, there's different fucking memes behind different words, and he wouldn't understand any of my vernacular, and it would just be like that all fuck. What is the entomology of that idiom? Constantly. And I'd be like, motherfucker, if you ask me what the entomology of that idiom is one more fucking time, I'm going to get my ass kicked, because you're a badass motherfucker who I can't touch. (laughs) He, like, constantly Vulcan nerve-pinching me. I have discovered that over time, spending time with this human, I must put him unconscious from time to time because he gets too worked up. And I think if I were to have a buddy cop with any fictional character, I'd pick Silent Bob. Specifically, Mallrat's version of Silent Bob. Because he's motherfucker, smart. He's smart in there. He, he's, he's, like, he's always thinking. He's, he's, uh, techno- he's got... Uh, He's good with technology, and he has a bat belt, belt. with a fucking uh, yeah. It's not <laughs> a bad grappling choice. gun. You would be like in awe of all of his like secret yeah. shit, and you could be the mouth in the meantime of yeah. Jay to be like motherfuck, motherfuck, you know? Yeah, just get him going, just trying to get him to speak the whole time. I could see it. Yeah, fun so, question. Thank you for yeah, that. Thank you for the question, there, Devin. Appreciate you. Um. So another thing I wanted your take on, I'm not sure. I sent, I think I sent it to you. Um, 
But uh, did you watch the or listen to the Quentin Tarantino, Tom Segura? I started to. I find that I really enjoyed the one with uh, Joe Rogan that he did, but this one was like a little bit tougher to get through. I don't know. Like Tom maybe wasn't as. I don't know. It okay. didn't like. It wasn't my favorite interview of him, but it was interesting. There was some interesting insights. I did listen to most the majority so of it. When he starts talking about that, the age of the movie star is dead. How do you how do you feel about that? I feel like um, he has an interesting insight and an interesting take, but every generation thinks that the new generation doesn't have what they had, but what they have is something different than what they had before. Things are always evolving, and sometimes people get left behind in the dust and don't see what they see. Like, and everything goes in cycles too. So it's like, yes, I see he has some valid points that he made on that subject, but at the same time the world's changed a little bit since he was in his prime. That's very well thought out, Sean. I kind of agreed with him to a certain extent because when it comes to the Marvel movies, I like, yeah, I'd have, I'd have my opinion on who should be playing what role, but also like I'm seeing them fucking anyway. Yeah. I am seeing the Captain America movie, whether or not Chris Evans is Captain America. I am seeing Iron Man, regardless if it's Robert Downey Jr. or not. Like, I am seeing these movies. Because they're, like, excellently cast, it adds that much more. But I am seeing these movies, regardless who's in the role. However, I do find that we are more in the age of the director than we are in the age of the movie star. There's a lot of movies that I will see just based on who is directing the film. And there are some movies that I won't see based on who's directing the film. Like, any Scorsese movie, I will sit down and watch. Like... Uh, any fucking Kevin Smith movie, I will sit down and watch. Any um, Chris uh, Chris Nolan film, I will sit down and watch. Any Taika, Taika Waititi film, I will sit down and watch. Knowing full well that these writers and directors are ones that I'm fans of already. I see uh, what you're saying, even, but like even Quentin Tarantino, like these are references and these are these are ways of doing that. I do find that we're still in the age of the director, and that would dictate what we're watching. Even like for horrors, like. God forbid, uh, like, God rest his soul, Wes Craven. If he was still alive, like, I would choose to watch a Wes Craven film. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying, but there's also the the star power of, like, if Tom Holland makes a movie, I want to check it out. Yeah. I enjoy his acting, and I I like, genuinely like the kid, the guy. Sorry, he's not a kid, but I I want to see his movies. What the Marvel movies are doing is creating star power through their great characters. He did so have by, some star so power by watching... prior to Marvel. Sorry? Tom Holland had star power prior to Marvel. Not as much as you might think, my friend. Not, like, and he, not as much he, as you might think, but any care, anybody can say that about any movie. No, no, but like, like, he was a child star in Billy Elliot, he was which a, was a huge he, fucking movie. Yeah, no, he was a he wasn't in the Billy Elliot movie. I think he did it uh, uh, on Broadway or not Broadway with the whatever theater in England. I thought he was Billy Elliot in the movie. I don't think you might. I might be wrong on this, but I thought it was the play of Billy Elliot. But he did a do. A, he was a child star in. Um, it was like a disaster movie, where he, he and his family get separated, and when they find each other, you uh, and McGregor's in the movie, and someone else. Correct me if I'm wrong on the Billy Elliot. I'll apologize if I am. Uh, no, you're I, right. I was wrong. Yeah. So like. Okay, so I like, take it back. Mar- yeah, he was like, a fucking nobody, and yeah. Marvel made him what he is, and I no longer respect him as an actor. You are a hundred percent right. <laughs> you no longer respect him as an actor. 
No, but that's the thing. Is that you changed my mind. I think Marvel like has has been creating stars. Of course, and, it can be a catalyst for things, and, but and there's still stuff. like great actors that you want to yeah. see. But also, there's still great characters. Like I think I could say that for like literally anything that isn't like I watched the Phantom of the Opera movie because I'm fascinated with that character. I watch it because I am fascinated by Pennywise. Yeah, like like. But you, I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. Like, I, like I think it's just the getting bums in the seats. And then the best thing about all of this is that like five years ago, Anthony Mackie said the exact same thing: that the there is no movie stars anymore. Like, like Anthony Mackie is not a movie star; the Falcon is, and Anthony yeah. Mackie happens to be playing him. You're no, there's certain the points Falcon, to that for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, like. Tarantino's kind of all over the fucking place. He's kind of wacky. You know, I, I respect his movie making. I've loved some of his movies. And, like, some of the shit he says is funny, but I'm not, like, all in on him. You know, like, I've loved his movies, and I love him in certain ways. But, like, just because he says something doesn't mean it's law to me. No, exactly. And that's how I feel about it, too. Although, because he's in this industry, and because I hold him in such high regard as a master of his craft, I do take his opinion... Um, to heart, like it's yeah, the same he thing. has like, some like Martin uh, interesting said, observations. Sorry, he has interesting observations about yeah. the industry for sure. Yeah, like when Martin Scorsese says the Marvel films are not cinema, and then like I think about it, and I really think about what he says. Like I don't think it's a negative thing that he said. No. And you're right; it's not cinema. It's not. They're like, blockbuster movies. They're not yeah. cinema movies. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. Like, they're movies, not film. And, like, if that's what you want to go through, yeah, like, fine. Like, I'll get it. Um, and that's what's popular nowadays is movies, not film. So, yeah. is what it well, is. Well, like, uh, but I'm, like, right there to be excited to see Oppenheimer. The Christopher Nolan's uh, next movie starring Killian Murphy and then Robert Downey Jr. is in there. Like, star-studded cast. I also uh-huh. wanted to see Amsterdam with... Uh, uh, with uh, oh my god, who, uh, Christian Bale and yeah. Margot Robbie, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Fuck, not important. Anyway, like like there are certain people, like there are certain people that get me to a movie, but there's also certain characters that get me there, and I think it shouldn't matter what gets me there. Is the fact that like we went through an age where going back to the movie theater and like Sean, let's be honest, I don't think you've been back to the movie theater. Have you? No. No, exactly. You haven't been back to the movie theater yet. So now we're at the stage of, like, what gets you there? Yeah. Like, 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 what do you need to see on the big screen to get you to a movie theater to go see a movie in public with strangers where you're all breathing the same air? It'll probably just be something stupid, to be honest. Like, I look back, what's the last movie I saw in theaters? Super Troopers 2. Because we just went to the theater and we're like, let's go see a movie tonight. What's playing? Yeah. And I like doing that. That's a nice way to do a date is just tonight's the night. Let's go see a movie. What's playing? Let's go see. I don't plan. I don't wait for releases of movies because, like, it is it is an expense. And it's an experience, too. You pay for the experience, you know. And I don't mind paying for the experience. But I'm not, like, I am, I don't, there's no movie, like, I don't think that's going to come out. I'm like, oh, my God. I have to go see that. Like, I would love... I Like, I really enjoyed watching Star Wars in the theaters, uh, Star Trek in the theaters, 
because it's like a big production and it's great on a big screen. You know what I mean? But like Marvel movies don't need to be seen on a big screen. In my humble opinion, they can be seen on a small screen. You know, there's just, I, I don't know what's going to like, it's a dying thing in ways, but it's also an experience. Like it's fun. I don't, I don't there's think no I don't movie think that's just going to be like, I, what's that? I don't think it will ever die, to be honest. No, I, it I, shouldn't. The, it, it is I a fun love, thing to do. The, and then, like, that's also our our, our differences between us two is because, like, as soon as I was allowed to go to, back to a movie theater, I fucking hopped at the chance. I'll see movies by myself just because I want to fucking see it on the big screen. I fucking love going to the movies. Yeah. I love it. And whether it's by myself or with a group of friends or with a date, like, I don't give a shit. Like, it's funny and, because... Like, I, when I was a kid, I lived in a, in Leduc for a little bit, mm-hmm. and I had a friend there, and him and I, we were just movie guys. We, we rented every fucking movie. We spent every day together all summer just renting movies, going to the movies. Like, we saw Jurassic Park. We saw Titanic. We saw, like, every movie that came out that year, the couple years, we were at the theater for because it was cheap it was a couple bucks we could afford that from our parents like come on please give me two dollars please we go see the matinees of these movies and i i couldn't miss a movie you know what i mean and i for years i was like movie buff guy all the way up until my mid-20s i would say every movie that came out i had to absorb that information now i don't feel that same like i watch movies and i'm like less into it ever than i've been in my previous life i'm like it's hard for me to like keep interest in a movie sometimes where i like not to be like john wick you were outraged when i brought this up in the an upcoming podcast we haven't released with an out with a guest Mm. and i said they're not that fucking good but it wasn't like i think it's me that is not appreciating them enough anymore because i've just it's i've seen so many fucking movies i was like i've seen it all it's like I've said to you with sitcoms. I watched Friends for 10 seasons. I watched How I Met Your Mother for 10 seasons. I watched Seinfeld. I watched, like, so many sitcoms I've absorbed. Now I watch a new sitcom, and I'm like, yeah, I've seen that episode. Yeah, I saw them do that on that show. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, that's funny. I've seen that punchline. I find that way with movies. Like, the, to get new content, for every generation, there's the same movies that come out. The same rom-coms. Like, it goes through cycles, it seems like. I'm noticing as someone who's, you know, approaching 40, I've seen a lot of these movies, like, and I remember my dad saying this shit too. He's like, the action movie, the new action stars, like, yeah, I've seen that movie. Yeah, I've seen that one too. You know, and it's like, nah. it, it becomes, it wears on me. I still love a good show, like, and I like a storytelling show. And mm-hmm. if a movie tells a good story, it'll get me in my seat, in the seat. But it's like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I've just noticed, I've been self, like, thinking about this and self observing this because, like, I fucking love, I had to buy every DVD. I had to. I have a huge collection still where I look at it and I'm like, fuck, those are good movies. Yeah. But it's like, what's new? What's the new content that's coming that inspires me? I don't know what that is. I need to be like, reignite that side at some point of me. Yeah. And like, I like I still have that. Like, it's yeah. still, still very much in me. And I think I see a lot of things for what like i could probably see like the nods of what came before but i also see what makes it different like yeah when you say like you're bored or you don't get john wick i'm seeing a lot of like little things or a lot of like other things that you're not noticing or you don't care to notice like, yeah, like, you have the excitement too. level still for it right yeah, where i've lost yeah. a bit of that passion for it so when i watch it i'm just like too critical of it maybe 
Maybe that's yeah. what it is. Or where I'm just like, yeah, you know, seen John claude Van Damme do that, seen Steven Seagal do that, seen fucking Sly Stallone do that, seen Arnold Schwarzenegger do that, seen, you know, and the list goes on and on and on of these action movies that I've already seen. And then you watch a new one and you're like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like it was okay to watch. But it's not my fucking favorite movie. I'm not going to get it tattooed on my face like fucking John Wick, man. I fucking I love that. Get any like, it was just okay. And I love Keanu Reeves too, which is funny for me to like put this out there like that. I love mm-hmm. his acting. I love the guy. And it's not that it was a bad movie. It's just it didn't hit with me. You know, I, mm-hmm. I didn't like love it. Where things change, people change. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that was really thought out. Like I in. Like I like that. Like you, you're you're becoming more insightful with your answers, which is cool. I have moments where I can, you know. It depends on the day of the week. Depends on when we record too. Like I vary in my um, articulation depending on the time of day. Very good. So we need you to get up with a crack of fucking stupid for every fucking podcast now, <laughs> and then get you angry, and then give you a little bit of good news. Pretty much. Okay, so it's like all about how you medicate me. Yeah, (laughs) that's fair, man. That's very fair. Well, I think it kind of does it for all the things that I wanted to talk to you about this week. Same, yeah. We covered a lot of shit in this podcast, but it started out a little, a little rocky, and uh, now here we are, leaving on a happy note of fuck. It's Christmas is coming, baby. Good news on the air. <laughs> I like how you sounded like upset that Christmas was coming. Oh, Fuck. I'm so excited. Christmas is coming, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, it's fucking time. I watched Elf already. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Love it. But anywho, I believe you were about to wrap up as you are in a time crunch. Everybody's thoughts are with you this weekend, Tom. Give Thank your family you. love from everyone here at Two Sides of the Story. I'm Sean Sides, and this has been One Side of the Story. And this has been Tom Sides, and this has been the other side of the story. Have a great week, everybody. Live long and prosper. And uh, thank you for your kind words there, Sean. Appreciate you. Of course. Have a great week, everyone. Sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.